0: with me is Richard. Hey! <laughs> Guess what today is? Today is another edition of Boys Night because it's just Richard and I <laughs> with a Z. With a
1: Z, that's right. With a Z. That's the proper branding.
0: <laughs> All right <laughs> so well we had Carry on, on part one but Carrie can't join us today so we're gonna do part two of basically miscellaneous spotlights. Things that that we like that don't come up on an independent comic book podcast. Uh, we were going to do a third episode of this, but something came up. Uh, I'm not going to say what it is. You'll have to stay tuned for next week if you if you're interested. And uh, we got something big, and we're starting the season early next week. Um, so I hope you guys all enjoy that when that happens. But that's next week, and we're here for this week. So let's get started on a couple things. I brought two things to the table. So did Richard. So. Um, I was gonna start first, but I I don't I want to stop talking. So Richard, do you want to go first?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so what I wanted to spotlight is, uh, um, last week was a uh, WrestleMania week, and Ooh. I watched an unhealthy amount of wrestling. Like I think I watched over the span of the of a week about eighteen hours of wrestling, mm-hmm. and, and it was all very good. <laughs> Like I was, I, like I feel like we're in this weird golden age of wrestling where like WWE is still good, but it doesn't have a stranglehold. There's AEW now, and you can stream wrestling from all over the world. Your New Japan's, your yeah. your you know these uh, European, these British federations. So like all the wrestling is just great right now. But um, WrestleMania itself was awesome. They had a bunch of celebrity spots. They had uh, Jake Paul do a tag team match with the miz against ray really? mysterio and Rey mysterio's son
0: oh, and uh
1: jake paul right. could just be a professional professional wrestler he was fantastic like i was just like oh because i don't come with the jake the paul's baggage i just i think they're neat and whatever transgressions that they made like they were teenagers and underage didn't teenagers yeah. are shitty so but like i don't feel like i've seen them do anything problematic recently as adults so like i don't have the vitriol that the rest of the internet has for them um that. but but like yeah um but he got it he he just he he, he nailed what he needed to do like he he could be a full-time wrestler if that's something he was into right. and that was surprising um they oh. had another spot where they had a long-running storyline between Johnny Knoxville and a, uh, a wrestler, Sami Zayn, and it was literally it started in the ramp up to Jackass Forever coming into the theater, had gone through its theater run, and this culmination at WrestleMania, it was mm-hmm. it, it was a, literally a living cartoon, Brian. Nice. <laughs> I can
0: only imagine because I I mean I've heard I know Johnny Knoxville had has done the um, the Royal Rumble before. And yes. And 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 like he's he's down for anything. And so um, I can only imagine what like when he's on a solo spot, what, what he would do. <laughs> like,
1: so, yeah. yeah, it was it was epic. So they have their match. It's silly. So mm-hmm. finally, Sami Zayn gets the upper hand and um is going to beat up Johnny Knoxville. So, of course, Chris Pontius pops out. Shrinks okay. down and it's like humping Sami Zayn. That freaks him out. At a point, Wee Man comes out from <laughs> under the ring. Wee Man, probably the best part of all of WrestleMania, picks up Sami Zayn and body slams him the same way that uh, Hulk Hogan bo- uh, body slams Andre Aud- the Giant at uh, WrestleMania three. Nice. <laughs> like it, lo- it looks so epic.
0: It's a callback, this, and it all but looks like this, you know
1: small diminutive dude like just picking up this guy and dropping him it's great and it culminates in a uh, spot where they break a table but the table is covered in mousetraps of course and (laughs) then later on in the match like you know more of the jackass people come more of the cast from jackass forever and Mm -hmm. they pull out a giant mousetrap put it in the ring taser sammy zayn Set off the mouse trap, and that's how they pin him down. Like he's underneath, like the part that would snap a mouse a mouse's neck. He's
0: underneath mm-hmm. that part. Oh <laughs> no! Oh man, that's awesome though. That is pretty cool. Cause well, like, um, and,
1: like and and they had of yeah. course a bunch of great you know straight professional wrestling matches. Yeah. They had they brought Stone Cold Steve Austin back for the first time in nineteen years.
0: And and when they bring someone back, they always win, right? Like the well, yeah, yeah, for the yeah. most
1: part, So, some it, it depends. Uh, It depends the specialness of them bringing someone back because some people come back as an old timer to lose, mm-hmm. to give the younger person the rub to be like, oh, the look bump. how good this yeah. up and comer is. You know, they bet this person, but like Stone Cold's one of these dudes that like when he retired, he legit retired. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't done anything in 19 years. So you knew that he was just coming out there. To yeah. to win to 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 give people that old feeling back like it was yeah. a nostalgia play but it played amazingly
0: that has fun that that sounds like a lot of fun that has fun yeah, and I was, like, can I speak <laughs> <English>? <laughs> okay. that that does that sounds like a lot of fun I um I always like Stone Cold he's kind of one of those uh those those like epic like icons of, of wrestling yeah
1: definitely and also you know his whole character is, he's like you know a country Texan like well that's what yeah. he is in real life. Mm -hmm. he has he has good politics it's one of those things that it feels very validating that like
0: oh good
1: like like stone cold is on the right side of pretty much everything and i was just like thank you thank you person that was my hero in middle school that is that like i don't have to be like embarrassed by now as an adult i I appreciate that anytime that that happens
0: that was something i was afraid to to ask and wonder because
1: of course in wrestling oh there's so many that have uh yeah you know, crazy politics. As a matter of fact, um, a bunch of like of the more recent people that have gotten you know laid off from WWE, mm-hmm. they have uh, they 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 started. You know, I said like it's a golden age of wrestling. They started a wrestling uh federation called Control Your Narrative, and
0: mm-hmm. you
1: can only imagine everything that entails. Mm-hmm. Like it's you know white right wingers and all this weird nonsense, and it's just like, or or you could just wrestle. Yeah, you could just be wrestlers. Like um, you don't have to have a weird political message to your wrestling.
0: Especially in Canada, there's a lot of crossover between wrestling and, and uh, hockey. And that also goes with the the political leanings of a lot of the players and people. <laughs> so it's to say I, I I definitely feel the pain of of that, you know, or where, where it's just like like I I like you as a player, or I like you as a wrestler, I just don't want to hear you talk. <laughs> like just Let's, let's just stick to sports, please. You know, so yeah, no, it, it sucks. <laughs> but but no, that sounds that sounds really cool. I I've been meaning, I always I always miss WrestleMania by like by one week. Like I always hear about it afterwards and I always <laughs> to check it out. Also, um, have you ever? Are they still doing? Um, I know like the um L Ray channel was doing a lot of like the Lucha Underground stuff like um
1: it, it, it's no longer in production i don't okay. know happened. i think they did three seasons
0: okay that's not bad though yeah i yeah, um, yeah. i love um i, I don't know I, I that's kind of what was my introduction this is i i mean i'm not that old but but like like my introduction to wrestling was kind of like the 60s like lucha movies where okay like, with um with like el santo and like Mm -hmm. um, blue demon wearing their masks but yet they're like scientists and like they're solving crime (laughs) or like they're detectives even though they're still wearing their lucha masks you know like it's just yeah so um that's but like but then from that so obviously i like then like when Rey mysterio um when his son crossed over to the wwe that was Mm kind of and um yeah like okay so so Ray Mysterio Sr.'s grandson Junior's um kid, he's a he's a wrestler now too, right? Yes. And yeah, that's who wrestled with. That's who wrestled on. Yeah, that yeah. Jr. Dominic
1: Ray okay. Mysterio Jr. and his son Dominic Mysterio.
0: Now now Dominic Mysterio has lost his mask, though,
1: right? Right? No, no, he he's he, never worn a mask.
0: He's never worn a mask. Okay, I'll so wondering part him.
1: of his like over like overarching story is I don't know if he's ever gonna wear a mask permanently, but it's like since he's up and coming, he hasn't earned the mask yet.
0: Ah, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. because I've seen pictures of him wrestling and, I'll, and I'm like, where, you know, like, where, it's Mysterio, like, where's the mask? <laughs> you know, like, so. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but that's pretty cool. I like that. I like, I like how that there's a kind of a, a legacy slash, like, you have to earn earn it to wear it, you know? Um, the comic shop, I used to shop at a comic shop in uh, in Chula Vista, that's a, in San Diego, where, where, uh, um, proctor valley road takes place the, mm-hmm. the comic and um the um the guy who owned it al he's a he, he, an older guy he was very nice um he was um he was a big wrestling fan too and one of his regular people that came in uh well he had uh, i think the two famous people that came in was one of the members of pod because pod is from chula this okay and ray mysterio uh, junior oh, nice. he used to come in with his kids and and so like once so al didn't know it was him at first obviously because he always had his mask on right. but then he eventually realized through the voice and kind of like the stature of him that it was it was very Mysterio. so he finally like, he asked him and he's like he's like yeah like actually that, that's me and he's like can i take a picture and he's like yeah but you can't take a picture of my face like, <laughs> like, like I will hold. Some, like, yeah. We can take a picture together, but I'm going to hold something up to, to cover my face. Right. With, right. 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 Because, because I can't, yeah. Because I think like, I trust that you're not going to give it out to people, but like, I just, you know, that's, it's part of my, it's part of my thing.
1: <laughs> like, so what, what I love, one thing I love, and also hate, it's part of one of those things that uh, is great and bad about wrestling. And now that I've seen it bleed into real life, it, mm-hmm. It's kind of more depressing, but, you know, they get to make their own reality in wrestling because, you know, these are fake stories. It's a TV show. Yeah, So there's a whole segment in time in WCW where Rey Mysterio wrestles maskless. Like, he takes off the mask for years, like, towards the end of WCW. Oh, no. And when he finally, after WWE buys WCW, he comes back to WWE, or he comes to WWE as Rey Mysterio with his mask on, Mm -hmm. And they never acknowledge it, that his mask was like, like they play the story in their kayfabe that, no, we have no idea what he looks like. Anytime his mask gets ripped off, he, you know, he covers his face and it's this whole scandal. and But it's like, but we could go back to the file footage and just see what this guy looks like. And it's like, no, that that never happened. And I love it and hate it that they're able to do that. And now that people do Mm -hmm. it in real life, it scares and upsets me.
0: (laughs) The, uh, yeah, no, people live in real life kayfabe nowadays, which is kind of sad. Um, But no, the, uh, no, um, maybe they'll just say that the WCW Ray Mysterio was Earth 2 Ray Mysterio. Mm -hmm. It was was R-A-Y Mysterio. Right.
1: And that's the other thing too, like with the WCW stuff, it's like, oh, they get to pick and choose what they want to acknowledge is happening. It's like, oh yeah, no, that, that was important. So that did happen. Like the NWO, that was important. So that Mm -hmm. happened. The of other course. stuff, eh? We don't have to acknowledge it.
0: Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You can't. Um, that NWO was just that. That was like my high school era of, uh, of, you know, that was when, um, it kind of got, it kind of exploded in, in my. Yeah. guys was. That's like, like yeah,
1: mean like late middle school and then all through high school for me. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. Definitely. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty. You know, seeing seeing kids wearing NWO shirts to, to school and all that stuff you know like not, you know nothing that you see like before that you know like if you know just like kind of wearing conflict shirts like when we were kids you know we were nerds and we did so but nowadays it's like cool but that was the opposite you know like you know right. everybody in the 80s that wore a wrestling shirt to high school probably got you know
1: Oh, ostracized completely. But then, they have emotional trauma that they're speaking yeah. to their therapist about right now. Forty years later, <laughs>
0: Exactly. <laughs> and then now it's Austin three sixteen and W Yeah, yeah those, like, those, <laughs> those, like high school. Yeah, so those, everyone
1: love everyone loves John Cena. The Rock is yeah. the most profitable, you know, star in the world.
0: But yeah, and Batista. I mean, like, yeah, Batista. like,
1: yeah, No, Batista. I I mean, I haven't seen everything that he's been in, but I've never seen him in anything bad.
0: No, he hasn't. Like, even Stuber was good. I don't know if you've seen Stuber.
1: I've that, seen bits and pieces, but yeah, it looked good. It looked good. It looked, good. It, it looked like fun. It looked like the only reason why it didn't succeed is because of the pandemic time.
0: Yeah, I, I would have to agree with that because it was just a fun dumb comedy, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and then um, and and Batista has good comedic timing. It's a surprise. Mm-hmm. You know? Same with John Cena. Cena has extremely well good.
1: But I think that you see to be a good wrestler. I mean, not necessarily comedic timing, but it's such a timing job. Like you know, what I'm saying, yeah, you're, you have to react to the other wrestler. You have to react to the crowd. You know, so, so your timing has to be impeccable. So that that I feel like that's a perfect skill to transfer over.
0: Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Because I I love The Rock, but Rock is definitely not a comedic timing type of guy. But he does have other. You know, like he's he's a good, you know, he's good at what he does. Don't you the rock in oh. house? <laughs> That's, That's right. right. <laughs> I like the rock, don't <laughs> get me wrong. <laughs> he's just not a funny guy, you know. The <laughs> rock's
1: okay. hilarious,
0: okay, okay. But he is the only guy that can hype the super bowl and then not be silly. Like, like
1: <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> that, was, that, that was also wild, but I was just like. So the Rock is so big that the Rock gets to co opt the Super Bowl, yeah. our biggest thing. Like yeah. that's insane.
0: Because yeah, because I I seriously saw that and like I was thinking like anyone else, this would just be the stupidest thing. Yeah, it'd, ever. Be, it'd be ridiculous. But the only person that can do this is our future president, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You know, <laughs> like, like seriously, like he. Is... Like uh,
1: today, I saw that uh, DJ Khaled uh, mm-hmm. got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame nice and like that's insane for me personally just because like like i used to see dj calendar around like he was the local dj i used Mm -hmm. to see him around just all over the city like i i i have friends that know him personally but like like as famous as he is he's just kind of a guy to me like because i i would see him around all the time before he was famous famous and it's just like huh this guy is as mainstream as
0: it gets it's no, like, I, 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 even that little bit that. that
1: he did at the Oscars, like I was just like, wow, like yeah. the most mainstream of society understands DJ Khaled nonsense. Like this used to be a secret thing for me and my friends that would be like, look how silly Khaled it is. And it's like, no, everyone knows now. Well,
0: speaking, speaking of like, like with the, the Oscars and like seeing somebody like that and kind of being amazed. Um, well, one, um, like Bleak 182 is from a tiny town in San Diego County called Poway. That like okay I'm pretty sure no one except unless you're from Southern California or from San Diego you've heard of Poway and I, have
1: to, I definitely have not
0: yeah and and like and that was one of the things too it's like I knew I knew all about when they were called blink before they got sued and had to change their name to blink 182 I you know that was a band that you would see at shows and concerts all the time and all of a sudden they became like the hugest thing um mm-hmm. Travis Parker is not their original drummer but Travis was originally the drummer of a band called the Aquabats and that okay. was an, that was another like like staple show like you go like aquabat shows were all the time and then now travis barker was like the drummer for part of the oscars you know it's like right it's just like crazy like just like to see that but it is pretty cool yeah like time. pitbull
1: pitbull is mr worldwide yep. when i was in high school pitbull was a local artist that would perform your pep round
0: he was mr. <laughs> County, right
1: yeah <laughs> mr 305 absolutely yep. i hope he still is but like when he was famous, but like he wasn't as you know anywhere near as famous as he is now. I'd always see him around the city, and okay. he had like you know we knew some of the same people in the same circles, and he was such a cool, nice guy. Like you know, he, he at, at least within Miami, he was famous enough that he'd have to be as nice to you know regular people as he was. Yeah, and he you know he always was a really cool dude. So I hope he you know he's still the same way now.
0: Yeah, that uh, yeah that that I hope I always hope that you know when it comes to. To people who are famous like that but yeah, but, but of... also I, I
1: don't blame people if they're crazy because like fame is a crazy thing like it's not a normal oh. thing not that many people should be pay, paying attention to anybody like when,
0: when you get that famous and you're like where you can't really do anything without there being some kind of opinion some kind of you know response to what you're doing that you right. basically you almost turn into like a psychopath like like right. you can no you can no longer function like as like a regular human being. Like you don't understand humanity anymore. <laughs> I can only but that's, that's at least that's my perception of it. You know, no, like, I mean you know? no,
1: no, I think you're spot on with that one. Like yeah. and, 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 and it's just the normal function of things is that is. yeah, how can you how can you react to something that you don't encounter anymore? <laughs>
0: like, yeah, and like
1: yeah, like like I if I've been famous, like you know, insanely yeah. world famous for a decade. Like yeah, I I haven't done all sorts of normal shit in a decade. How can I still be normal?
0: Exactly, and when it comes to like, you know, especially when it comes to to music and where, or like if you're like a writer of some sort, um, that usually. Falters because you no longer understand what it is to have human emotions, you know. <laughs> like, unfortunately, like yeah, you know? no, no,
1: you're right though. Like, yeah, so many writers. It's like, oh, their first, however, you know, the, the first half of their career is epic, and then it's like, oh, yeah. then that second half of the career, they're writing from their ivory tower and they don't have perspective anymore.
0: Exactly. Unless unless you're the Beatles and you just do so many drugs and you just talk about how 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 great the drugs are, <laughs> like. <laughs> But lab.
1: still, even yeah. for the Beatles, like that yeah. whole thing, like it's so condensed because what, what what's the Beatles run like thirteen years?
0: So so first album came out in sixty three, and the last album, um, well, okay, the last album that came out while we were still a band was sixty nine. So we're oh, talking, so not even yeah, because uh, Let It Be came out posthumously, like um, the nineteen in like nineteen seventy. And I think a couple months before that is when um, when Lennon broke up the band. So yeah, you're talking about six to seven years, and you're talking about 13 albums in six to seven years. That's insane. Like, and there's not maybe the only one you could possibly say is a dud is is Yellow Submarine because it's only really six songs on it. <laughs> but but still, like,
1: it, it makes sense that like they were able to crank out those bangers because yeah. like. You still have perspective six, seven years in. Like, exactly. not to say that they're not still making good music, but like, we're in year 25 ish of Beyonce. Beyonce hasn't True. done regular people shit in like <laughs> at least 23 years. We're, least. A, we're we're closing in on year 30 of Jay Z, year 20 mm-hmm. something of Kanye, you know, of Kanye West. Or, no, yeah, forget, we're like right around year 20, 21 of Kanye. Yeah. being like a known quantity and like you know and he has his own kanye stuff going on mental health yeah. or whatever but yeah. like yeah how can you expect someone to be normal it's like they haven't been normal 15 16 20 years like it's a yeah. weird expectation that we have on these people it's,
0: especially with someone you know who has uh you know obvious like problem you know like like um you know psychological issues right right and then if
1: they have something else on top of that but even if they were the most normal straight lace person yeah it would wear on them and and yeah if you have whatever you know mental health you got going even more so i'd imagine
0: we're we're never going to get another uh dark twisted fantasy again or or college dropout or anything are we
1: oh yeah i mean that person doesn't exist anymore
0: (laughs) no not really but uh, I heard Donda's good i haven't heard, I haven't listened to donda but i I,
1: I, I listened to it um it 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 i i did, I haven't listened to Donda too I listened to Donda from last year yes it was very long and the songs even the songs that I really enjoyed like a lot of the songs feel samey and I don't think that's a function of Kanye West I think that's hip hop now generally mm-hmm. like there's so many albums like I think the I listened to the most recent Travis Scott album it's the same way where it's just like hey, if I'm not paying attention to the track list, I can't tell when one song ends and the other begins because the beat patterns and, you know, the tonality mm-hmm. of their voices are so similar that mm-hmm. I I remember listening to Travis uh, Scott and I was like, is this still the, the first song? And I was like on track four. And <laughs> then same thing with that Donda album. It was like, oh, like, I yeah. just listened to five songs, but I thought it was just one song.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, I, I totally get that. That's like really any kind of genre of music, too. You know, like you, you, you sometimes it's just it almost it's almost like a, a laziness thing you know sometimes or that's just how they like to make music and that's what they yeah, yeah. Do, you know
1: right well i mean yeah, it's just how things evolve but like whereas you listen to like college dropout and it's yeah. like oh yeah no two songs sound the same no like this not. you know this is very upbeat this is something you could dance to this is very you know somber <laughs> like you know like the tempo and the the the, the subject matter,
0: I I but, listened to um I I, I, I I it was one of those things I just kind of I dropped off on, unfortunately. And I listened to, uh, Born This Way the the third Lady Gaga album. Okay, uh, for, yes. for like the first time, and that that album like it's every song it's it's all dance, but it's all like it's different. Every song is different. You can tell what song you're listening to, and that was that's pretty cool. You know, like I like that. So, so, I totally get get what you mean when it when it comes to samey stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, and
1: that is my uh wrestling. my dissertation on professional wrestling. Yes. I
0: <laughs> hey, you know what? This is like by of the purpose of the, of these episodes. <laughs> yeah, huh? no, no. So yeah,
1: it's jazz, yeah. baby. We just it go where wherever the beat takes us.
0: It's the subjects we're not talking about is what makes it important.
1: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right all right so uh, i guess I'll, I'll i'll talk about my my well i guess my first uh thing here which is a movie that uh i got to see yesterday it took my nephew who's 16 years old who's getting into he wants to get into film school so i decided since i'm into all those kind of you know fun weird movies that like when something comes out that looks interesting i'll take him to go see it because um i figure can kind of give him a head start when it comes to the college and film school and stuff. So we went and saw uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which is a Daniels film. Uh, it's written and it is directed by the two d- people that go by the, the team name of Daniels. And um, which I just lost, I had it listed down. And, and then I, I totally accidentally went to another page on my tablet which now i'm vamping so uh, okay (laughs) it's uh dan kwan and uh, daniel Scheinert, um and they also did swiss army man i don't know if you've heard of that with daniel radcliffe
1: yes 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 i've never seen it but i have heard of it
0: yeah i have not seen it yet and now i want to go see it because they make weird movies (laughs) and they're but they're good this one it starts michelle yeo Um, Stephanie Hsu, uh, K. Wee Kwan, and James Hong, and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis as well. Um, Also, uh, Tally Medell and Jenny Slate kind of have moments in this movie as well. Um, So this, everything in comics now, our comic book movies, we're we're going into the uh, multiverse era, or we're now in the multiverse era of comics, or at least comic book movies. Yes. And this is a multiverse movie, but it is nothing like you've ever seen before. This is kind of, in my personal opinion, like, this is the best rendition yet so far of what a multiverse is and what can be on in film. And <laughs> uh, basically, it's about a, um, an older Chinese immigrant uh, who's come to America, started a laundromat with her husband, has a daughter... Um, and she's getting foreclosed by the IRS because she keeps on uh, trying. She she keeps on trying to try new things, yet and then and then she uses them as a tax write off, like like on like like she has like a karaoke machine as a tax write off for a laundromat and like and things like that because she wanted to become a singer, and and so, um. Well, it turns out that there is this major threat to the multiverse that this other universe called, um, that they call themselves the Alpha Multiverse or Alpha Universe has detected. And they are, they're trying to fight it. And the Michelle Yo's character, whose name is Evelyn, um, that version created, who discovered the multiverse, created a way to channel your other multiversal selves. And whatever abilities and powers or, or thoughts and emotions that they have, you could channel them. And, and so therefore, like, uh, you know, and then you're able to use those skills in the, in, in the universe that you're in at the moment. So there's a map of the multiverse. The closer you are to the other, uh, the other multiversal planes, uh, the easier it is to to channel, uh, and and the less likely you are to like go insane from like channeling a bunch of different versions of yourself. So, the fact that Michelle Yo has tried to be so many things in her life, she's created multiple paths. So she's basically become like the one, like Jet Li's the one, and uh, where she could channel a bunch of different versions of herself that no one else could ever. Okay. See. And so, um, this evil is coming to to basically destroy the world. I won't. I'm being very vague about the evil because that's a huge spoiler in the movie, and it's it's something that should not be revealed. If you're gonna go see this, you you got You got to experience it. It's pretty cool. Um, and um, meanwhile, her life is crashing around around her. Her her husband wants to get divorced. Um, her daughter is not is basically not talking to her because. She won't accept that her daughter is gay and uh, has a a has a, uh, has a girlfriend, um, and and he's and she's taking care of her elderly elder, elderly can't talk today elderly uh, <laughs> um, father who once kicked her out of her house when she got married in the first place, and now he's basically unable to take care of himself anymore, so now he's living with them. So you can just imagine how great that is. Um, the um, the it's it's a funny movie it's hilarious actually um uh, it's have have you ever seen Steven Chow um like a Kung Fu movie like um Shaolin Soccer or Kung Fu Hustle um uh, like his kung fu movie styles like movies are like a good mix of like action like he knows what he's doing um when it comes to like choreography of, of fights and as well as he's funny and the this movie has a very stephen chow feel to it like there's a bunch of awesome like kung fu fights in this movie and they're but they have like twists to them because it, you're dealing with a multiverse so you're dealing with different objects and things like that um there there's a great seen a fight or or i don't want to get to what they fight with but i will reveal one thing there is an awesome nunchuck fanny pack scene towards the beginning of the movie where somebody uses a a a fanny pack as a nunchuck and interesting and, and just and just takes out everybody with a fanny pack and it clicks it back on after they're done using it as a as a weapon and so it's stuff like that and then so you got the silliness you got the great action um, but one thing that that sets this movie apart from all of that is that this movie is about like your life, like life choices, like how you see your family, how your family sees you. It's 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 an emotional roller coaster of a movie. Like it is one scene, somebody's got crazy hot dog fingers, and you don't know what the hell is going on. And the next scene, like they're they're coping with like you know of like the the failures of their lives and like how and how do you move on from them and how do you become a new and better person you know so it's like it's like i like towards the very end of the movie i'm i'm a crier like but okay i'll i admit it i am a crier when i watch movies i usually end up bawling i was uh, i recently went on a, on a plane ride um, or not? Who's on the plane, right? Like,
1: I'm just it sounds I'm like you are like, like something at a fair. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, I I, I rode the plane, Brian. Right?
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I just recently went on a business trip and when I was on the on, on a plane. <laughs> there you go, like a big boy. There you I, go, Brian. Like, like <laughs> and so and um and I'm watching Encanto uh, for the first time and I'm bawling at my at my at my, at my uh, chair. I, I, I've all seen there, and then my co-workers are looking over and I'll be like, What's wrong? And I'm like, I'm watching Encanto, I'm really excited. I'm really sorry. Yo, no, I'm not gonna front. I didn't, I I don't
1: know. I didn't cry when I watched Encanto. But though no. when, when, when you see his place setting in the wall, uh-huh. and I'm being as vague as possible uh-huh. if you haven't seen Encanto, but when you see that, that almost broke me. Like oh. I was just like, Oh come on, he really loves his family.
0: So um, I'm, I, as aforementioned, with this movie, um, I'm watching it with my nephew and I'm like, don't look over at me. <laughs> like, your your, your 40 your 41-year-old uncle is crying his eyes out right now. <laughs> I'm like... Just, you no, you
1: need it. to be like, it's okay to cry, man. It yeah, happens yeah, to all of us. That's true. Yeah. Except right. for me, because I'm too macho.
0: Yes, me too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and cue me right. watching the scene when Bing Bong jumps out of the cart. And I mm-hmm. fr- turned into a puddle.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I saw, so I was away from, um, I, I lived in Houston for a little bit. Um, and and I, you know, I was away from like Carrie and, and like family and loved ones. And I went and saw Coco because that was when, around the time it came out. And Coco will break you. Carrie, we got on the phone like immediately afterwards. And Carrie asked me like what the movie was about and basically our response was
1: <laughs> like nah, I, every time I, i'm good i can watch the whole movie it's yeah. that last remember me
0: uh-huh That's <laughs> it's, exactly
1: it's like, it's like oh they're, they're like oh you think you're tough you think you're not gonna cry yeah all right and then they keep the last bullet in the chamber they're like oh i got something special mm-hmm. for you and yeah. that last remember me if that doesn't break you you you're some sort of super in sociopath associate path or something because yeah. it breaks me every time I know it's coming yeah. and it's oh. gonna get me every time
0: there's no stopping it I like I've even tried to watch it on YouTube just to see if I can like withstand it but no like like I can just watch it for like a minute and a half and it's like okay I'm done I, I can't I can't do this this is awesome but also <laughs> very sad uh, well last thing um, I'm just gonna say um I don't want to i'm not gonna spoil anything but all i have to say is uh rakakuni if you watch everything everywhere all at once you will know exactly what i'm talking about and how amazing rakakuni is but i'm not gonna spoil it for y'all but just take my word go see it for (laughs) rakakuni okay all right well Richard, uh what's your other uh spotlight for this episode
1: my uh, second spotlight for the second episode is. Uh, I read. Uh, I finished up uh, Inferno over in X Men as well as uh, mm-hmm. the 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 X Death and X Lives of uh, of Wolverine. Ooh. And have have you read any of that? Or are you caught up on any of that?
0: I've so I've I've read the first three issues of Inferno because that's what's on the the universe um, mm. application. And I read the first issue of X, Y. Oh, yeah, because
1: they, they put that one day and date. That was weird.
0: Yeah. And then the, after that, they, they it's, it's yeah, we got to wait. And then X-Lives, yeah, yeah the re- X-Lives is the one that he's traveling through time, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. X-Lives. Okay. Yeah, no, no, I, no, I'm saying I remember when they put that up. The day that that dropped, that Wednesday, they just put it up, and they never do that with any other book.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I know. That. I'm sure they're trying to push people to the store.
0: The same but, the same week, DC did the same thing on their app with the Monkey Prince. Like, for, oh, like, okay, yeah, and it was the same thing. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, this is going to come out, and I'm going to read it on the app as it comes out because like they do that with like the milestone books and everything. But yeah, no, it was just the first issue. Now I got to wait six or three. I months. I
1: pay a lot of money for that DC app to never really look at it. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I don't never look at it, but like I I visit my Comixology Unlimited and my Marvel Unlimited a lot more frequently than I do my DC Universe app.
0: I, I totally get that. I I got the DC um app for uh Sandman. And if anyone who has that app knows that there's no Sandman on that. App. So um, but I have been enjoying, you know, like um I've been catching up on like, you know, the you know the, the the Batman stuff that's been going on and Catwoman and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's been that's been good. And like Nightwing, like I said, like last week. That's how I've been yes. reading it. And that's Still, a mine. That'd be funny if I came back this episode and said I hated it. I lied.
1: Uh, and so, on retrospect, I, yeah. I never. I, you come out as a big Rick Grayson guy.
0: You yeah, oh like yeah. I... The best thing that ever happened to him is when he got the brain damage and he couldn't. He couldn't remember who he was. Uh,
1: so weird. What? A, I love comic books, but they're yeah. yeah, so strange. That's such a weird decision.
0: I. I have, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, continue. I I apologize. I I totally railroaded no, you. No, no. <laughs>
1: it's fine. But yeah, so the X Lives of Wolverine is a story like you were saying about time travel. So in the uh, I believe the between the X Force and the Wolverine books,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh this is during the Hickman era and this post House of X era. In those books, the uh main antagonist is a, a seemingly uh Mikhail Rasputin. A mm-hmm. uh, 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 Colossus and Magic's older brother who is a terrible character and I don't mean terrible as if he does bad things if you mean no. like this is the first time he's being used in my opinion in any way that feels competent mm-hmm. anytime he shows up in an X-Men book in the past like you know since he was in those uh, 90s stories
0: yeah
1: I always like it's never a good story
0: it isn't no Mikhail is like the sign that it's going this is going to be a sucky arc and like yeah, yeah. come back and later
1: <laughs> they're using him well but it's just it's weird to just see a character that like uh we always talk on the podcast about somebody being a sound a, sound, uh, a sign of quality just being a <laughs> a character that's a sign of trash to me being in something that i'm like actually this is a little compelling (laughs) i'm kind of enjoying this so that feels weird but basically he has omega red as a sleeper agent within krakoa and to stop krakoa from happening he's sending omega red back in time to kill either xavier before he becomes you know professor xavier or kill an ancestor to set up the ripples that you know Mm-hmm. Krakoa and you know the mutants banding together never happens. So that looks pretty fastly, but oh, the, the, the another the pit, age of
0: apocalypse essentially.
1: Yes. Yeah. Actually, I didn't even, even think of it that way. But you're a hundred percent correct. So um, I do love how Marvel just like recycles at this point. No, no, not even recycled, but they just uh, ignore their own time travel rules.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. Like,
1: the hard and fast rule is usually, hey, what's your time travel? You don't change the future. You just created a separate reality from that point in the future. Yeah, but you know,
0: why well, do it? <laughs> but they, but none no,
1: of I'm saying. But then in in Fantastic Four number five, uh, the thing is a c- c- canonical Bat Blackbeard. So who yeah, knows? that's true. <laughs> that's, of, that's that's one of my favorite tidbits from comics that I like to just throw at people.
0: <laughs> I love it when it's used. I love when I love when there's other. Oh yeah, when they,
1: when they they call back to it.
0: Yeah, I love that. Like uh, recently in the uh, Exiles, they 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 had a uh, thing, yes. Blackbeard thing that was awesome. So
1: that book is a lot older than you remember it being because I had to look something up about that book and I was, I feel like it's a super recent book, but it's like four years ago.
0: No, <laughs> oh, absolutely that and um Generation X, like those two series, I like, feel like they were like recent, but those are yeah old. Uh, you know.
1: like, like yeah when uh when uh captain carter showed up on uh on what if yeah and i was and I was just like oh like when that first issue come out and i looked it up and i was just like really that like if you told me it was 18 months ago i would have believed you and like nah it's, it's been a few
0: what i love is that no one like everyone was like oh that's like the first time that she's ever been captain carter it's like no you like uh, seriously like only a couple years ago Exiles, like she it was captain it was captain carter and And um, and female Bucky,
1: yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's where they get the the, the design from from that Exiles book. Yes,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah. So, but yeah, sorry, I I but yeah, I
1: know. Um, but yeah, so and the X Deaths book, I don't. I want you to read uh Inferno, so I don't want to spoil anything. But it's Uh a uh, it's a manhunt book, and that one is the one that I feel very weird about because it's very it's good, but. I don't know the end of Inferno. I feel like they because t- we all know that Hickman leaving the books were kind of abrupt. He just kind of mm-hmm. announced he's like, "eh, I'm wrapping up the story in the next two months," yeah, or or whatever it was. But uh, the resolution that we're getting out of it, it's like, well, it's it's like it, it feels kind of like it's not bad because I don't want to like kill it because if it was bad, I'd just say it was bad. Mm-hmm. It's still very interesting and enjoyable, but it's like if I was uh like uh stacking a house of cards or doing one of those domino you know fall you know domino mazes and Mm -hmm. and i knocked it over before it was complete so like all that Mm -hmm. hard work at the beginning it's like oh oh that's that's what all that was for okay i mean we could do some fun stuff with it but yeah i don't love that this happened
0: (laughs) it's kind of like when you have somebody who has like an hour to tell a story and they do all this build up for like the first like 45 minutes and then realize they have 15 minutes to get everything done. And it's, <laughs> Fair. And it's, just, it's rushed. And yeah. Um, and don't call me
1: out like that on the podcast, all right? Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: there's a lot of movies like that too, where it's like it's like really we built this up for like an hour and a half, and really the resolution is gonna be like 10 minutes, and like that's gonna be it. <laughs> and we only got a million dollars of budget left. wrap it up baby (laughs) exactly the rest of this is going to take place in an abandoned shopping mall for no reason at all (laughs) so
1: oh I feel like that happens with anime a lot like like last time I was talking about watching anime Mm -hmm. it's like they start blowing their budget early and middle of the series and then like they're like hey man you're getting to the end of the order we got to wrap this story up and all of a sudden like what was like, you know, uh, like the first half of the series is like a game of early Game of Thrones pace, and yeah. then the the latter half just ends like Game of Thrones. It's like, hey man, <laughs> this battle is on this side of the world, but we're gonna go to another battle next episode. That would have took a whole season to walk to, but next time it's just gonna be the next episode. Don't worry about it. Don't mm-hmm. be too hard.
0: Like, uh, like, oh yeah, I'm sure you've seen you've seen battles before. You don't need to watch the entire battle. Like, right? You know, the, yeah, it, the, yeah. There were dragons. <laughs> you know like don't worry it was cool um kind of like the uh, uh the Simpsons episode uh, that is the Lord of the Flies ripoff um
1: I, I just re-watched that recently so oh. it's fresh in my mind
0: so and then like they're like and the kids were saved by Mo. Mm. <laughs>
1: no no but, but no but no he, he doesn't because he really thinks about it
0: yeah like, mm, let's say Mo. yeah <laughs> It doesn't matter at all yeah so same kind of feeling um but yeah no i um uh, yeah no i i i definitely i i can see that happening unfortunately because like yeah the Hickman setup stuff has been so wonderful and it's going to be something that people talk about for decades when it comes to x-men like it's going to be up there with like, the grant Morrison x-men it's going to be up there with like chris claremont x-men you know like it's it's the thing and uh but unfortunately, that said,
1: it, um, the, the Morrison X-Men does end like that too, where it's yeah. kind of this sprint in those last two arcs. Cause it's, it's two 10 issue or two, excuse me, two five issue arcs, I believe, or, or, or one five and one four issue arc that end that story. Mm-hmm. But like, after something so you know painstakingly built and plotted, like it feels like you're just at a rush to the end, but like he was one foot out the door of the company already.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, they, they, they definitely they were not they were not attuned to what they wanted to finish, how they wanted to finish the story at that at that moment. Um luckily that didn't happen with, with, with their Batman run. Yeah. That 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 finished. You know, and it finished twice. It finished with with Batman RIP, and then it finished with Final Crisis. It, it got two endings essentially. Well, then I guess then he went off to the Robin. Well,
1: I was gonna say that's the midpoint. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true.
0: For some reason, in my head, I I think that's the the end. But then he goes into Batman. because no 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 because
1: it makes sense as an ending. It's like that yeah. was an ending, and then it gets very weird, mm-hmm. and then Batman comes back, and then we end with I think I think it ends with uh, Robin RIP technically.
0: Yeah, like that Tomasi, Robin, yeah. No,
1: no, 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 no. Oh. Uh, he, he's still That's writing right.
0: it. He killed Robin in Batman Incorporated. That's right. Yeah. Tomasi's the one who brought him back. In, Later, yeah, but like yeah, there yeah.
1: is a Tomasi book dealing with the death of Robin yes, that comes yes. out like that same month.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry. It's been a while. Something <laughs> I want to reread though. But yeah, no. Um, yeah, classic yeah, this the Hitman Run is gonna be—it's gonna be classic. It's—it and uh, unfortunately, um, you know, it, it seems like it's kind of gonna end with a whimper. But well, he—he well,
1: we'll, he has said that he may return. Like he—he's gonna do other projects and circle back around. Yeah. So we shall see. Mm-hmm. C- c- the, the only reason why I mentioned it uh, about how it ends and it feels abrupt is because he has that epic i mean I, I know it's polarizing for some people but i feel that his run on fantastic four through avengers and new avengers and ending in secret wars if you yeah. read it as a whole run it's like a masterclass of storytelling and it sticks the landing like when you get to see when you get to that last issue of secret wars issue nine and you realize it's like oh wait a second this is just mm-hmm. the finale of fantastic four that i was reading six years ago mm-hmm. i see what you did there because it's not really obvious until you get close to the end, but like when it's like, oh, we're just the fate of the universe is down to a knockdown, drag out, Doctor Doom, Mr. Fantastic fight. Of
0: course. <laughs> that's the only like, way. That's like, the like, way. Like we
1: we just had Avengers and Thanos here. This guy had a Galactus like in his throne room, or or, or is it just outside there? or or was Galactus the castle? It was like the furnace for the castle. Or Galactus something. was the castle. Was Galactus, right? Yeah. But, like, all the like, all this stuff, and it just boils down to the two arch nemeses at the beginning of the Marvel Age of Comics having a throwdown. And Ooh. I was just like, how good? Like, that's perfect comic storytelling. So, like, that's my, like, expectation for Hickman. So when this thing ended kind of abruptly, it was a bit of a disappointment. That said, mm-hmm. I am very interested in what they do. I was actually thinking, I was looking at a cover the other day for Immortal X-Men that just came out. Mm-hmm. And in the one of the covers, like the the big spread, the promo cover, it has Destiny talking to Professor X, and I was just like, "Oh, nice. I don't think those characters have technically ever interacted before."
0: Now, no, they haven't, because they
1: have. Destiny gets introduced, and like in the, in an era of X Men where X is in the wheelchair and he doesn't really go on physical missions; he's not doing physical stuff.
0: The two main X Men era,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then by the time. He's doing stuff. He goes to space almost immediately and mm-hmm. he dies while she's in space. So I'm like, oh, yeah, these are two like long-standing, big and, you know, canon characters that never interact. Yeah. I just found that fascinating. Same thing at the beginning of the Hickman run. I was just like, oh, yeah, Apocalypse and uh, Professor Xavier never really interact much.
0: No, yeah. Like, yeah.
1: I-, I could think of literally prior to this Hickman run where Apocalypse just lives on the island with everyone else. Maybe two story arcs where they interact, and I think one of them, uh, Xavier is unconscious for most of it because he has the, the techno organic virus or something. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, it's rare. Um, but yeah, when when um, when, when Apocalypse was on the Quiet Council and everything, and that's Excalibur with Matini Howard. That was, that was so underrated. fun, so that good. good. That was, yeah, that and and Marauders and. I, I'm excited actually to see what Steve Orlando does with uh, Marauders.
1: Well, like, Marauders, I feel like is the stand as an individual book is the stand is the standout book of that whole run. Yeah, it's better than Hickman's X Men. Um, at the beginning, I thought that and New Mutants was neck and neck, but it kind of left New Mutants in the dust.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Vita's Vita's was was good. Like when, when they took over, that that was that was some good New Mutant stuff. And as as I as as a person who's like, New Mutants is like my my X team, that's, and so I, I
1: The X-Men are my X team, but <laughs> the, the New Mutants, those are the better characters, like, they're, they're yeah. interpersonal play, like, I'd rather watch them interact, like, than, mm-hmm. the, X, than the the regular X-Men.
0: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree, and then also you get the think of its uh, artwork as yeah. well. And, yeah. But even
1: I mean that book stays good in the latter half. Like a uh, honey badger. Well, her name's Scout now. I should probably call her yeah. Scout, but it's such a worse name.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, I, I prefer Honey Badger. I like, just like Gabby. Just, just Gabby. Or,
1: yeah, but like I'm just like, but well,
0: why would you give her a worse name? Yeah, like no. if I'm not, I'm not against changing the name, but just yeah. why would you make it worse? Well, that was like, oh, well, okay, what was for Sprite or uh, Shadow Cat? Was it No, Sprite? Right?
1: Sprite is before Shadow Cat. I don't know if Sprite or is before or after Ariel.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. I think I think Ariel might have been first. And then Sprite and then Shadow. So so Kitty Pride improved <laughs> with with her nicknames. Because and then because Shadow Cat definitely, I think it was the best of, of her nicknames. And then they just well, started calling her Kate or Kitty Pride or Kate Pride now. But
1: well yeah, Captain Kate. That's it. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh but um but yeah um yeah unfortunately i mean honey badger was funny because i mean the meme and everything and and she yeah honey badger is kind of like a mini wolverine so that made Mm. sense and uh but then yeah scout it doesn't it doesn't it like play. it's just it so play.
1: blah. It's it just is. so blah. Like it it evokes nothing.
0: It doesn't. It doesn't. It, it has. It, there's there's no there's no callback to anything Laura Kinney or anything Logan. Like there's nothing. I mean, like, like I understand like she's her own character, but but she's also a clone of a clone. So like you you <laughs> kind of feel like you need to have some kind of, you know, like um, some kind of callback, you know.
1: That that was one of my favorite things um, in those later New Mutants books in in this era, mm-hmm. where she's afraid because she's like, oh, since I'm a clone, if I die, am I not in the resurrection protocols?
0: Yeah, and then and it sounded like at first that she wasn't, like they were like, no, no, she wasn't. She absolutely
1: yeah. was not. Mm-hmm. And then like through the, her arc, they you know things yeah. get changed.
0: And I always thought, be- oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go
0: ahead. Oh, I, I always like the Shadow King as a nemesis too. And that yeah. was that was pretty cool. Like having but
1: also one of the consequences of us? what I was gonna say is things getting changed is uh Madeline Pryor also in the resurrection protocol.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, and oh Havoc was happy about that at the end of uh the... that was that hell- so was
1: I, I feel like that's so weird that they called back to that and like they make it a big plot point to Havoc's character because it happened. I, I guess since he spent so much time in that Mutant X universe, it does make sense. Yeah. But, like, I just feel like I he dated
0: Pilaris,
1: or uh, uh, Lorna for years. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The, yeah, that to me was always the, the, the you know, that was the couple, was Lorna and uh, and and Alex. That was it. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, Mutant X was, was decades. And, like, was that the first ever X-Men live action TV show? Even though it, it didn't it didn't really follow, right? Yeah,
1: it didn't yeah. follow any. Yeah, it did, it it was yeah an X Men themed TV show, but the uh the Generation X TV yes. movie is before it.
0: Oh okay, yes yes, and that was oh man, that's what introduced me to like those characters outside of Jubilee, obviously because I the X Men Right. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. No. The um. And that was that. I I still. I have so many fond memories of that, you know, of like. I TV. taped
1: it, and I watched that tape so much, right
0: Yeah, and it's like... it, it, it's good, and now uh, it was good then, and now I think it's like bad good. Like, yes, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it's not the best, and um, and actually, that's what made me want to watch. Um, they just had a recent, um, X Men live action TV show that like was on Fox. Was Oh, oh um, uh,
1: uh, the, uh, the gifted.
0: The gifted, yes. And, uh, and
1: my friends I was, tell me it's excellent.
0: Yeah, and I was getting good vibes from it, and I and I really liked Legion, and like so, I had a feeling it was it was going to be good, but you know, I mean, um, I just never got around to to watching it. So an
1: embarrassment of riches, my friend. There's two high quality <laughs> X Men TV shows I've never seen a frame of. Mm-hmm. There's a bad Damien Hellstrom show that no one's seen a frame that's of right, That's
0: right. Well, there's um, I guess Cloak and Dagger was actually pretty good too. And no one watched that oh, either.
1: I'd never seen Cloak and Dagger. There was a runaway series I watched that I've first, never seen a frame of.
0: Watch the first season of that. That was actually pretty good. And I'm like, Yeah.
1: I just feel like like in my mind, Runaways is still such a niche Marvel property it to is. be like, yo, there's a season there's a series of multiple seasons of runaways, it just sounds wacky to me.
0: No, yeah, no, absolutely. Well, it's the it's whole. There was a um, Groot and and Rocket Raccoon made it to live action before, like some, you know, like like some major Marvel characters, you know, before well, the Vision, before the Vision, exactly. That's yeah. yeah,
1: I think technically. <laughs> Was it before Scarlet Witch or was that I, Stinger? That Stinger might have been right before Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: I think it was right before Guardians, but but yeah, but she wasn't in a movie officially until right. after Guardians. And yeah. Um, and then, or like um, Ant-Man. And like, yeah, like. like oh yeah, before Ant-Man. What, is,
1: yeah, what am I saying?
0: Founding founding members of, of the Avengers. Before like, in the Ant-Man, coming.
1: before Doctor Strange.
0: Yeah. You you got a talking tree and a, and a, an a anthropomorphic raccoon with guns. <laughs> like so that, weird. That, that, but hey, they're awesome. I love it.
1: Yeah, no, um, the movie's fantastic, but yeah, who 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 could have called that? Yeah, like I do remember it. specifically when that's that was
0: announced. Uh-huh. And like
1: how everyone was just like, What? Why why would they do that? That sounds insane. Yeah.
0: Which brings us back to Batista as well. For uh, Oh true. For, yeah, that was that was the breakout role was uh him uh As Drax, that was awesome. Um, especially like even like in like Endgame, I still love the uh, not Endgame, um, the one before that, uh, Infinity War. Uh, Infinity War. When when he's when he's standing so still that he thinks he's invisible. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that. I think I think at least I tried that when I was a kid. You know, like you can't see me because I'm I'm not moving. Like.
1: Like, um, have you ever seen that uh, that viral clip on the internet where they ch- they turn a little girl invisible, and they all act like she's invisible, and then she has like a breakdown?
0: I've seen that. I've seen that to an older lady. They do that to an older lady. I've never seen like a ki- they do it to a kid before. Oh, right?
1: they do it to a little girl. I'll send it oh. to you if I can track it down. It is it's so funny and i feel so bad for laughing because that little girl really goes through it it's not for a long time like she goes through it for like 20 seconds oh yeah but like, she like you know she goes through it and i'm just like i shouldn't be laughing at this child's trauma also yeah. this child's trauma is hilarious so i don't know what to do with these emotions
0: i've, I've <laughs> seen i've seen two like sons do it to like their 50 or 60 year old mom and that and that you Know that was a little, that was funny, <laughs> but because, um, uh, yeah, it it, it it literally, like you said, like I can only imagine it, it's just like 20 seconds. You go through a plethora of emotions, like, right? Like, what, what, no, 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 like, like, what is going on? Yeah, oh, that's awesome. I gotta see that. Um, all right, well, uh, do you want to do you mind if I, I move on to our Please jump left, on uh, it? Choice? So it is. I am going to talk really quickly about the Legend of Zelda, yes, the the game from nineteen eighty six, but I'm going to specifically talk about uh, the Game and Watch that came out last year, uh, which is a little portable um, contraption that's based on the old Nintendo Game and Watches, which were the first portable video games, handheld video games, um, I think ever. Pretty sure. I think they came up with the tiger ones. Um, I believe so, and also those like the old like baseball and football ones with the little dots. Um, <laughs> but uh, but anyways, um, so this came out for the uh, the 35th anniversary of, of Legend of Zelda, which was not unfortunately was not the best anniversary uh, on on Nintendo's behalf. They didn't do a really good job celebrating, my personal opinion, the greatest you know series of all time. And um, but this is something that came out of it. Uh, this is this little contraption. It runs around like forty dollars uh, MSRP, and you get the original Zelda. Uh, you get Zelda two, and you get uh, the original version of Link's Awakening, um, the Game Boy version of it, um, not the, the the remake on the Switch. So if you in case you've only played the Switch version of it, this is the way. To play the original version with the, the original art the switch version is great uh don't get me wrong but it's kind of cool to still play the original version of this um the um so you get kind of three different flavors of legend of zelda and and um i grew up playing the original legend of zelda game and and i actually now have been spending i, I take this to work it's also a cluck uh the cluck has a little, it's, it's based on Legend of Zelda and uh, it, it goes from room to room. Um, and a little Link automatically fights different monsters throughout the uh, the day. And um, and, and when you get to noon or midnight is when he fights Ganon. And so, oh, nice! So every day at work at around like 11 45, I start paying a little more attention to my clock because <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go, Ganon fight, and you can take over as well if you want to. And you can fight in the little rooms against the monsters, um, but um, but anyways, so um, that's just part of it. So I use this as a clock at work. Um, then at lunch, I work on my quest, which is to beat The Legend of Zelda in under an hour. I think I'm at an hour ten right now. So um, every day at lunch, I have a half hour lunch. I try to get through like half the game essentially uh, during that during the lunch. And uh, and finish it, like, every two days. Um, It doesn't happen that way often, but uh, working on it. Um, But what's cool about this, too, is that the second quest um, is also on here. Uh, I believe the second quest from Zelda 2 is also on here, even though I've never tried it.
1: What's the second quest?
0: Um, The second quest? um, So, basically, um, once you beat Zelda, um, you you can start a, start a new game in the same file, and the the overworld map looks the same, but everything is in different places. All of the all of the characters, all the monsters, and everything, and all the uh, like are more difficult. And oh, so it's
1: like a uh, Zelda DD and Master Quest to at a
0: time. Effectively, yes, yeah, it, and but cool. all all of the um, everything is in different places. Um, as well as the, lo- the the under the levels are differently shaped and a lot harder the like for example like the, the staff lows which are like the little walking skeletons in mm-hmm. the the uh, second quest now shoot um like swords at you yeah oh. <laughs> and and then um and there's two types of um of bubbles one that uh hurts you one that makes you able not um, if it hits you, you're not able to use your sword at all until you go into another room yeah there's there's a lot of new puzzles, new difficulty. Um, I beat it once. I've never I haven't tried to beat it again it is it is a lot more difficult than the first quest. and a lot of people say that the first quest is really hard too, you know, and I think if I haven't been playing it since I was like seven years old, I would agree with them, you know but um and but this is a great way to get into a, an old game. Um, it's it's fun because it's it's so small it's um switch is great and it's portable but if you want something that fits in your pocket really easily and that you can just pull out if you like if you're waiting for like food or something this is this is the way to go and uh the um it also has a weird game and watch game on here called um that it's like basically based on the hammer game but it's link and he's hammering bowls i don't really play that one but uh the um but yeah, I'm in it for, for the original Zelda. Oh, um, also what the Japanese version, this is a little um, like a fun fact about the Legend of Zelda series. The Japanese version of the original Legend of Zelda was on the Famicom disc system, which came with a better sound card than the original Legend of Zelda in the United States on just the regular, um, that came on the regular cartridges um so you can play the japanese version on here and you get the soundtrack from the japanese version which includes like um it's an extra track of music uh like they had like the bass music's the same but then um there's an extra track laid into the music that that's different also the sound effects are a little bit different because they were it was you know a better sound card and um and also some of the uh the character, just like the Mega Man 2 Japanese version, like some of the characters are just slightly different than uh, than the American version. Slightly more difficult. Um, there's a character in uh, the there's a character in the um, American version that um, towards the end of the game that you shoot an arrow at it and it instantly dies. And in this uh, in the Japanese version, um, the way you would instantly kill that that um, monster um, instead of stabbing it multiple times with your sword was with um, you'd have to have a second controller attached with a microphone because they had a microphone thing on the, on the fanacom <laughs> And then you would yell and, and it would die. But obviously this portable game and watch doesn't have that <laughs> feature. Sure. So, so like um, there was multiple times me playing the Japanese version where I've never died in those rooms with those those certain characters like the they're called pole's voice um and they look like little bunny heads and i've never got killed by them and i'm, I'm getting like my ass handed to me by Pole's voice <laughs> because i'm not used to actually having to fight them we just used to just shoot an arrow at them and they die so yeah it's it's fun i mean now i'm rambling but <laughs> it's it, it, it's a it's a fun little game um you know, and it's the full it's the full versions. Uh, the the screen's great. I mean, it's 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 amazing, like how clear the screen is. Um, and it's a fun little novelty. Like we uh and like and like, it's also kind of a cool thing to have in your pocket because uh, other gamers see it and they're like, oh, that's that's really cool. You know, it's kind of a cool like cred. When we went on our um we went on a, a cruise, a few weeks ago, and I had it in my pocket and I had to put it. You know, for the X-ray machine, I had to put it in the little bucket. And um, and the, the two people checking everything saw it and they're like, What is that? And I showed it to them and they're like, Oh my god, that's so cool. And I'm like, I know, it's
1: awesome. <laughs> Friends it. Like, I know I am cool.
0: <laughs> I so I haven't played the Mario version, um, but I mean, I'm I'm definitely more of a Zelda person than a Mario person. So um I don't know how good the Mario version is compared to this, but uh but yeah. I have this. Um, I went on Etsy and I bought a a $20 stand that someone custom made for it. So now it's
1: for the alarm clock function.
0: Yep. So it sits on my desk. Um, actually, no alarm clock. It's just a regular, yeah. Oh, it's just a clock. I expected it to have an alarm clock, and I it would make sense. It would have an alarm clock. That's the only downside. If they had
1: an alarm that played like you know a Zelda theme alarm, people would lose their mind. You could sell so many more of those if
0: it literally went doo 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 like yeah that'd be so awesome yeah no i i no that's that's the one thing and thank you for for reminding me cuz uh that's the one thing i wish it did have is is an alarm but um the game itself um the it's definitely playable um it's actually easier for me to play this version than it is to play the version on the switch so like the 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 it's the classic A B uh buttons oh. uh, the classic D pad on it. You know, it's it, it feels like an old NES uh controller.
1: So oh definitely I mean it looks it too. I always feel like I've I, I've told you before offline mm-hmm. in uh, other conversations. I was like, I, I need to play Zelda one because I've never really touched it in any meaningful way. Mm. But like I am a tip, like I will be so annoyed if I start playing. Yeah, of course, you know, I'll just look up a guide. But if yeah. I get stuck in this arcade game that like like you said you've been playing since you were seven, I'm yeah. going to be very annoyed as an adult. Like I'm I, just going to be like I should have been doing this back in the 80s. I Why can't I do it now?
0: Completely relate. Um Metroid is that's my version of it. Like Um, I you know like a few years ago I tried to play Metroid the NES version for the first time and I'm like oh this is like a this is a baby game for babies I can just you know play this it's easy and like two hours in I'm like stuck in the same area still and I'm like what am I doing (laughs) like yeah I don't think I ever even beat Metroid I I I got all the way to to uh, mother brain I just kept on dying and I just quit so I um I definitely feel that pain but Metroid's did, another
1: one. I don't think I've ever played it, but I played it as Zero Mission.
0: Yes. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think I played it as... Um, no, I haven't even played it as Zero Mission. No. I've only played... I've played the 3D ones. i played Prime, and I've played a little bit of Super Metroid. And that's it. Oh. I have... I got Dread for uh, Christmas as a Christmas present, and I haven't played it yet, though. But I heard, heard
1: Um, it. I beat... So, I've beaten Fusion. Mm-hmm. Years ago, like when F- Fusion was new on the GBA, and then maybe two or three or probably three or four years ago, more aptly because it was prior to the pandemic. Um, I decided to beat Zero Mission and then I beat Super Metroid. Ooh, and Super Metro is worth it. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, <laughs> anyway, I was having fun playing it. Yeah, you know, it's
1: a really good game. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's on the Switch if you ever want to dive into it, it's just sitting there. Mm -hmm. it's one of those things that like i always love when you you, with things that people consider classics when like you play it you know without the nostalgia and you're like no 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 you're you're totally validated this is awesome
0: (laughs) no it's great when that happens and i'm always kind of trepidations when someone tries Zelda for the first time the original because of that because like i am I am looking at that at, in high rule rose colored glasses and like like that's a game that can do no wrong but yet I understand that there's a lot of flaws in that game and um so someone trying it now in 2022 for the first time it might be a little off-putting at first but give it some try give it a try and message me if you have any questions about how to get somewhere you know just talk to me I know how to do it you know i also
1: love that we're the same when you were talking about a second quest and you're like oh yeah no, i've beaten it once i never went back to it (laughs) same thing when i played master quest i was just like oh i've done this i never have to be like i can always say that i've done this one time and i (laughs) never have to revisit it like that was (laughs) like it wasn't even like oh it was hard or something it was just kind of like well now that i've said that i've done this
0: (laughs) exactly that's the way i am with zelda too um the that game is so hard and I actually that's my goal is to actually good at that game now that I can play it anywhere I want anywhere I go um but once I beat that one time I'm like I'm done like I'm cool (laughs) um but uh it's a fun that's a fun game but it's just it's super difficult um and I used to that was back in the game rental days where like you get you rent a game for like two days and then have to return it um my parents we never got the game so I literally would have to rent it on nice. the weekend and then I wouldn't get the same copy that I had before. So I would never get my, oh. I would never get my load file. So I've played the first like hour and a half or maybe like, you know, I first like maybe four or five levels of that game, like a hundred times. <laughs> like, cause I, like, that's all I could ever play, you know, like, cause I could never get further Um, by the time we had returned the game. So um, when, once I was able to beat it, that was very cathartic. I was like, okay, this is cool. I'm I'm glad, you know. Um, I have I ever told you about Doctor Zelda?
1: Doctor Zelda.
0: So Doctor Zelda is a name I gave a nickname I gave myself. I know you're not supposed to give yourself a nickname, but I gave myself <laughs> a nickname. It was Doctor Zelda, PhD in <laughs> video gameology or something like that. Um, that's because for a very long time. Um, I could brag that I've beaten every single Legend of Zelda game, and that was including the, the second quest of the original Zelda, and, um, and um, unfortunately, Triforce Heroes is the bane is the of my existence as Dr. Zelda. My uh, my PhD is going to be revoked soon if I don't ever Oh beat no! <laughs> I won't be able to call myself that anymore. And so um, I'm, I'm hoping one day uh, I think I've already I've I've asked you outside of the of the podcast to uh to help me beat this game. We uh, find I'm it. all in. I think I found you a third, um so
1: Yeah, we have to find a third. Uh you've beaten both uh four swords adventures?
0: Yes. The, the 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 version that was on the um the the Game Boy Advance version of Link to the Past and then also the Game Boy version or the GameCube version, yes. Jeez, man. Yeah. Good, good on you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I the, and those were fun. Um, you know, like and luckily th- those you could play by yourself essentially, which was nice. You didn't have to you, you know you, you didn't have to uh, define a, a player two or three or four. Like you could you could kind of control those. With Triforce you can do that, but it's so much harder with uh without two other players. Like it's it's really difficult because there's things you have to do at the exact same time. You mm-hmm. know, like And, and like, you can't – you really can't do that if you're only controlling one player at a time. So – but, no. But, yeah, one day I will be Dr. Zelda again and start my practice. And uh, (laughs) it'll be the Comics is a Better podcast with uh, Dr. Zelda. With with Dr. Zelda. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I think that is – it for for my suggestions and like you have you got your suggestions out do you have anything else you want to add before we call this uh an evening oh
1: no nah. just everybody out there i assume you're like both brian and i and you have an insane backlog of something whether it's comics or video games just work on your backlog <laughs> <laughs> like they we're you're gonna blink and they're gonna be at ps6 and you're gonna be like i'm still trying to finish this ps3 game i always
0: had, <laughs>
1: thought i was gonna get to yeah. so just do whatever you can to finish your backlog that's the only uh, advice i'll have for today
0: i completely back that because it is easy to get behind on stuff and you know you always hear about people talking about great games and it's like oh i never got a chance to play that even though i owned a copy of it for most of my life you know it's just just the way it is so yeah i had
1: um i I bought wind waker on -hmm. the gamecube i picked it up from probably electronic boutique because i reserved it the day it came out Mm -hmm. i played and beat wind waker Nice. Literally I finished it mere days before Breath of the Wild and the Nintendo Switch came out.
0: <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you beat it. And, and like
1: and and it wasn't my GameCube version, it was the Wii U version that no. I had bought again at that point.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and and I I'm a sucker for that as well. I've I've purchased Wind I think on three consoles now. And um, I've per- um because it came out GameCube. I think it came did it come out on the Wii? I know it came out on the Wii U, but for some reason I'm I, I had the number three maybe it was on it.
1: the Wii virtual console.
0: Might it might have been, but I, I think I remember I at least played it on the Wii U and I have not played it on the on um the game queue obviously and then i pilot princess um breath of the wild even like i i had a wii u and i play i beat it on the wii u first and then oh I, really and then
1: you're 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 like a endangered species or yeah. something i should put you in a glass case <laughs> and be like ladies and gentlemen the man who beat breath of the wild on wii u <laughs>
0: and then i bought and then i then like i bought the Switch and. I eventually broke down. I'm like, I want to play. I want to play Breath of the Wild again. I'm going to buy it again. So I bought it full price, again for the Switch. You know, it's always full
1: price. It's still full yeah. price. Now. Oh yeah,
0: it's Nintendo. Nintendo's first party. first party
1: Nintendo games. They're like, no. <laughs> They're looking at uh, Sony and uh, uh, Microsoft. They're like, you have no respect for yourself. Dropping yeah. these games to thirty dollars after a few months.
0: And then, and then also not re-releasing things when people want them, like that that comic where. Uh, they're like you know Nintendo's like you know like don't emulate our games don't steal our games and they're like well I want to pay you for these games but you but release them so I can buy them from you and they're like no no <laughs> <laughs>
1: so <laughs> annoying
0: yeah absolutely um like like and then when they do they do stupid shit like the the um the Super Mario 3D All-Stars where they only allowed people to purchase it for like 6 months and then it's gone like why you know so because
1: we're nintendo and we're yeah. weird we
0: we have a captive audience we can do whatever the hell we want really so you know, everyone's you know we'll, we'll release a, a generational changing game every like you know six or seven years and we'll be fine you know, like, and well i guess that might be it for the evening so thank you everyone once again for listening this has been the Comics are Better podcast. Blah, 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 Check us out. Website, Instagram, Twitter. This is one of this episodes, so I don't have to, to give out all the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Well, um, I think that's it. Richard, anything else?
1: No, man. I think this is the part where, you know, you tell them how, you know, comics deserve better and we, we deserve comics.
0: Yeah, everyone deserves comics. Comics deserve yeah. better. Everyone deserves good movies and uh, good comic books and good games and everything. So let's uh, do our best to make good art and and also consume good art so that good art is made. Now I'm rambling again. Okay. All right. All right. Have a good evening, everyone, or good day, good morning, whenever you're listening to this. And we'll see you next week. Bye.
1: Good night. <laughs> <laughs>